0: Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin-Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it hey guys what's up welcome back to another episode of the agents of revival podcast i'm so glad you were able to join me again we are in a new series called jesus people and as i've been saying if this series hasn't blessed you guys if this isn't your favorite series i don't know because it's mine (laughs) you know this season uh has been remarkable to say the least i mean the way God has shown up, the messages that he's released through me. I listen to Him, y'all. I'm not just, you know, I don't just record it and just release it to you for you to hear. I listen back to it as well because there's times where I speak or say things, a lot of times actually, <laughs> where God will release something through my mouth and I won't even know I said it. Like, honestly, I'll go back and listen and I'm like, oh, why I said that? Oh, man, that's good. Wow, that was real good, God. That was me. Oh, man, you spoke that to me, God, because, man, I don't even remember saying it. You know, and it's funny because I was, uh, I could think back during my sabbatical at the beginning of the year in January. And I remember I was watching um, a woman by the name of Crystal Evans Hurst. And she has a podcast as well. I can't recall uh, her podcast name right now. Uh, but I was actually watching it on YouTube. So she does have a podcast on, uh, I believe it's all on, on all platforms. I've listened to it on iTunes. or excuse me, uh, Apple Podcasts. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, this particular day, I was actually watching um, her video of the podcast episode on uh, YouTube. And she was saying how <clears throat> she, I can't remember the title of it, but I know it was a moment where she just was crying a lot and she was kind of in a robe in in her office. And she was saying how as she came into the office early to like prepare for work and everything before the team got in, she was reflecting over some of the messages that she had released over the year in uh 2022. And she was like, I, I, she said, man, I've realized it's so important to write everything down because there were certain things that she said that she didn't even know she said it at the time. She just kind of released it. And, and that was that. And so she was like, you know, rewatching some of her own messages and she was saying how it just stirred her faith and um and how you know she was looking for a particular word from God and she didn't even know that he released it from her so when I say to you guys like go back and listen to uh, an episode I'm the one recording it and yet I still go back and listen to an episode even after I've recorded it and made sure that it sounds good and in the editing stage I still go back Um, even you know, time and time afterwards, and God will say, like, go listen to your podcast, listen to this particular episode on this particular day, and they'll be like, Wow, that's the word I needed to hear, or Wow, that was so good, or Wow, um, that's the word that I needed to be able to share with somebody else because they would just ask me about that and, like, Here, God, you already released it to me on this particular day. So, I say all that to say, not just about myself. In terms of listening to things and writing things down and, and even Crystal Evans, her saying it, but some of you God may maybe speaking to some of you, you know, God is always speaking. It's up to us to listen to hear from the the spirit of the Lord. It's just that so many people you flood your days and your calendar with schedules and activities and events and in your agendas and your plans and you don't make time to hear from God you don't make time to sit and pray I talked uh, recently as well to a friend of mine and we were talking about um you know how she hasn't made time for prayer and I'm like yeah it's important I said one of the attacks that the enemy is sending your way is making you feel obligated to uh say yes to everything and filling your days up even with your children like just filling your days up And you're just like, how am I going to spend time with God? I don't have time. That's the enemy's attack. He's attacking your time. And you don't even realize it. You're thinking it's a personal thing of just how busy you are. And you're not even realizing it's spiritual it's spiritual and so if you've been following me not only on this particular journey of the entire podcast but even this season and in particular this series of jesus people i've been doing a lot of teaching in god's word and reading a lot of scripture texts more scripture texts than i've ever read before and i was like god as i was preparing for today's message i was like god that's a lot of scripture that you want me to read today and he was like you'll, you'll get through it <laughs> i was expecting god to be like oh you know what you're right that is a lot of scripture to read i'm sorry andrea you can choose to not read that just tell people go read it on their own and god was like nope you're gonna get through it <laughs> so so that's already let you know y'all we got some scripture to get into again today um but i i need to teach these messages to you i need to you know give you the the seed the word of god's truth so that as you talked about before with ephesians 6 the armor you have your armor You have part of your armor. You have your sword ready and equipped. You have your helmet of salvation on. You have your belt of truth on. You have your shoes of peace on. You have the righteousness on. You have on the full armor of God and then the internal part of the fruits of the spirit so you have what you need to combat the attacks of the enemy because guys if you have not seen what's going on in the news in the world today the enemy is revving up his attacks because he knows and we talk about in revelations and I think I'll read that again today as well Actually, I'm, I don't mean again. I didn't actually read all of Revelations 12. You've heard me talk about time and time again, Revelations 12, 11. But I think God may want me to read Revelation uh 12 and a few particular texts from Revelations 12 today as well. Because there is so much that we need to get to. We need to put our armor on. We need to understand that the enemy is not stopping the enemy is not stopping. He does not care that you're tired. He does not care that things are, you know, just really stressful for you. He doesn't care that you didn't get enough sleep last night. That was part of the attack. So you wouldn't get enough sleep so you would be grouchy today. The enemy does not care. All he cares about is stopping you from getting to God's glory. He cares about you not fulfilling your purpose in the earth. He cares about you turning away from jesus christ because he is mad y'all the enemy is mad that jesus chose us over him the enemy is mad that god chose to forgive us of our sins and not the devil's the enemy is mad y'all because he wanted to be like god he wanted to be god go study your bible this is why he was thrown out of heaven because he had even turned some of the angels against god And chose because of his talent, and this is another word for another day, but because of his talent being so great as a musician, he turned the angels away from God because they were like, wow, they started to worship and idolize him. And you know, from the law of Moses and Jesus reiterates it, that one of the first and most important commandments is you should have no other God, but the one true God, you should not have a false idol. And so that's why the devil had to be thrown out of heaven. But God chose us to not only sacrifice for us, but to love us, to create us in his image and and, in their image, excuse me. and, And to and I mean, there in terms of Father, Son, Holy Spirit to create us in their likeness. We have that blessing. We have the gift of salvation, but it is your job to put on your armor. If you don't put your armor on, then you are going out into this war aligned. That's why so many people, I saw it before, so many people out here, you know, repping a flag and claiming that they so woke, you are so sleep and you don't even know it. Because you've become what you think is awakened to culture awaken to society and societal norms awaken to politics awaken to the things of this world and you are missing the things in the unseen world you are missing and it is a real spiritual battle and so as long as the enemy can continue to keep you so wrapped up into what you can see you are missing what you cannot see and I know you may say well how can i see what i cannot see because the holy spirit will give you hindsight he will give you revelation he will give you foresight he will give you eyes into the spirit realm the spirit realm excuse me if you just ask for it i know because god has given me visions and dreams god will give it to you it says it in joel chapter two that in at at the end years that your old men We'll, and it also says in Acts as well, chapter 2, that your old men and women will, will have dreams and your young men will prophesy and, and, and young women will see visions. This was already promised for us. You can hear from God. You can also receive visions and insight from God if you ask for it and are willing to sacrifice your way and, and be obedient to the Father's way. But so many people are out here with no armor. And you're going into the battle, you're going into the war, you're going into your day-to-day life. And what I mean by that, of the battle and the war, is not necessarily that you are going overseas somewhere to fight in a war, Uh you know, there like in the Ukraine or something like that. I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about a battle of your everyday life. Some of you don't even recognize you are in a battle every single day. Every time something goes wrong in your day, that's an attack from the enemy. That's or, or it's a way for God to get your attention. Either way, even if it's an attack from the enemy, it's a way for God to get your attention. Because the enemy cannot do anything without God's assignment or approval. And so, either way, it's still all meant to tie back to the Father. God is trying to get your attention, but so many of you out here just don't have your armor on. But... I know I don't want to just went into this thing forgive me father let's take a step back and say our prayer because I just realized y'all we did not pray and so spirit of living God we come to you right now just saying thank you for allowing my brothers and my sisters to hear and receive a word from you God continue to speak Lord your service are listening get the glory out of this moment father God you know saturate this word Let it fall on good ground and produce good fruit in the lives of your children heavenly father do not let the enemy snatch this word heavenly father let there be no distractions no noise no no issues no technological uh disadvantages nothing god so that your people will receive this word this i pray that you get all the glory honor and praise i keep none for myself in jesus name we pray amen yeah all right y'all so back to this word you know god is saying today i want my people to put on a full armor i want you to understand that in this season in this time of days where god where jesus is drawing closer to come back to bring down the new Jerusalem as we read about in Revelations 21. You have to be willing to take a stand of faith. Putting down the strongholds of, of the earth. Putting down the ways that society and your family and tradition and religious systems have taught you. And picking up the full armor of God. Picking up the truth of God's word for yourself. Learning and studying and meditating on it day and night. Praying day and night continuing to work walk in righteousness excuse me day and night it is so important and so today I'm going to get into the scripture text um I'm going to start revelations 12 actually that's since I talked about it uh we're going to do a lot in um with scripture today as I said before so you guys got to bear with me I'm just being obedient to the father to teach you the message um and so I'm going to start at I'm going to start at the ninth verse. Okay, now let's I'm sorry. I'm going to go up to the seventh verse. I'm sorry. So let's start at Revelation 12 verse 7. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So it says this. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. The dragon, as I told you the back story, the dragon is Satan. It's the enemy. And his angels are those that were originally God's angels, but they chose to idolize Satan and worship Satan as a god. And so that's why they the enemy and his angels were thrown out of heaven. So I'm reading you this text right now. This story that I gave you. that I paraphrased it earlier. Here's the actual scripture text of it. So Revelation 12. Uh, Verse seven, then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and the dragon lost the battle and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters had been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you in great anger knowing that he has little time. Continuing into verse 13, when the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child, but she was given two wings like those of a great eagle so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. There she would be cared for and protected from the dragon for a time, times, and half a time. I'm going to stop right here. So this particular text is talking about Today's message um, Which I've been talking about I know I haven't given you the title yet Guys give me a minute We'll get there But you have to understand That the enemy is going to continue To rev up attacks in this world Attacks in your life This is why it says it In the scripture text of a time Time it has a time There's a appointed time That God has allowed the enemy To attack in the earth but it's only for an appointed time and God's allowing it not to defeat people is to not only separate the wheat from the shaft, but also or the tares, but to also understand that it is producing something out of us. It's a purpose for it all. God will never allow an attack from the enemy, a sign or willy nilly for no reason. There's an a purpose for it you read it even if you go back to genesis and you read in exodus and you read about the children of israel if you start with genesis i believe it's genesis chapter 50 with uh joseph and his brothers and if you go back a few ways before that particular chapter i think it may start in the 42nd chapter and you read about joseph's story and and the dreams that he got and then how his brothers threw him down into a pit and then uh, sold him into slavery and then he went on the this journey that was very different from the visions that god gave him of seeing uh people bowing down to him and him in a place of leadership you understand that the attacks sent to joseph was not to 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 deter him or not to get him to his destiny was actually part of the plan that god had all along to get him to his destiny because had joseph not been betrayed by his brothers he would have never been in egypt his brothers sold him into slavery to egyptians to or to people that were traveling to egypt so he had to go through that journey in order to get to his destiny in order to get to his purpose and even though it took about 13 years before he got to the place the appointed time where he was able to be elevated by pharaoh and become second in command it still was all designed on purpose so god will never allow an attack to happen if it's not going to develop purpose out of you same thing with the with the children of israel which is later in in exodus after joseph has long gone and the children are still in egypt and there is a new pharaoh that enslaved the children of israel Excuse me, or the Israelites, rather. Um, When I say the children of Israel, it's the children of Jacob, who was Joseph's father. His name got changed to Israel. So, whenever you hear me say the children of Israel, it's the lineage of Jacob's children. And Jacob's grandfather was Abraham, so it all ties in. But again, that's a huge history history lesson for another day. Anywho, um, you know, even with the children of Israel, when they finally left Egypt before they got there the whole slavery part of it it was to produce a time if you go read in exodus there's 12 plagues that that god allowed to come on to the land to attack the egyptians it was not to make the israelites feel like god was against them to understand that i am producing these plagues i'm sending these plagues so that the pharaoh will let you go and will not have you come back because if you go read the story the 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 pharaoh the enemy was using the pharaoh god allowed uh pharaohs Heart to be hardened by the enemy, and so um he wanted he was going to release the Israelites to go and worship God, but then they had to return. Whereas God always wanted them to be free, so this is why the plagues had to come to you know get to the point where the Pharaoh will finally say, Fine, get out and don't ever return. And so why do I have to go this roundabout way to tell you the title of today's message? I know today kind of went a little bit unorthodox, but you know, God has shown up and do things in a way he wants to do it. And I'm just being obedient to follow. That's because today's message, y'all, the title of this message is called Clap Back Spirit clapback spirit there's a clapback spirit that God has in all of us and it's not the way earth says earth says the clapback in the way where if somebody's saying something against you or they are irritating you or um they talk about you then you give them that same lashing you give them that same tongue lashing you give them that same negativity you act in your flesh you um just respond in the same way that they that they responded to you and God says no that's not my word I don't want you to respond in that way. I want you to respond in the fruits of the spirit. I want you to live by the Holy Spirit's power. And so your clapback spirit should not be in the terms of the way of the earth. Your clapback spirit needs to be how Joseph said in Genesis chapter 50 to his brothers of you meant it for harm. You meant to sell me into slavery. You meant to throw me into a pit. You meant to lie to our father being about me being dead. You meant for because the enemy used you. You meant it for my harm to to harm me to defeat me to deter me from my fate but god allowed it for his glory because god already knew the attacks assigned to me were going to get me to my destiny anyway again god will not uh, allow an assignment allow something to happen on assignment if it wasn't going to get you to your destiny same thing with the children of israel though the pharaoh crushed them time and time again with unrealistic demands it wasn't to defeat the israelites it was to get them to realize that they could not trust in the things of this world they could not trust in their money they could not trust in their job they couldn't trust in their home they couldn't trust in the leaders or the rulers of today they had to trust in god and god was going to deliver them as you read in exodus through moses god delivered the children out of egypt all by himself and he delivered them into their promised land all by himself. Our clapback spirit cannot be of this world. And so I'm going to read again of Galatians um, chapter 5. I talked about yesterday of the fruits of the spirit versus acts of the flesh. You have to be willing to step into the fruits of the spirit. That should be your clapback, not the acts of the flesh. And so to break it down again, the acts of the flesh what your sinful nature desires is very very clear sexual immorality impurity lustful pleasures idolatry sorcery hostility quarreling jealousy outbursts of anger selfish ambition dissension division envy drunkenness wild parties and other sins like these let me tell you again As I have before the truth that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. As long as your clapback spirit is in any of these things I just described of the acts of the flesh. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. This means that you will not enter heaven. You will be in damnation. You don't want that. You don't want to go to hell. Hell is hot. Heaven's better, okay? You do not want to go to hell. It's a desolate, dry place. You don't want to be there. And so, therefore, you have to put on the internal armor. That's why the external armor, I'll repeat the external armor once again, of the armor of God, but the internal armor, as I'm calling it, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. This is verse 22 in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things when you are when your clapback spirit is in the holy spirit you operate from these places from these point of views you understand that even like with jesus when he was um On the trial and going towards his crucifixion to his death, he endured many horrible, horrific things, including being slapped in his face, including being spit on and stoned, including being beaten and whipped. And yet he never said a thing like a lamb, like a sheep being led to the slaughter. He never said a thing. And even his last words were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. His clapback spirit was of love, of forgiveness. How many of y'all out there can say you could do that? Most can't. I know there was a time where I couldn't. I had to work on getting to the point where my clapback spirit was not of this world where my clapback spirit was to go and pray for that person who had offended me or who had ridiculed me who had talked bad about me i had to get to that point i had to work on repetitiously that's why you may hear me a lot of times repeat the same words or verbiage over and over again because god is saying that i need you to understand and you only learn by repetition You need to hear what God is saying today. Your clapback spirit cannot be what is in your flesh. You have to die to your flesh. You have to submit your flesh under the Holy Spirit's power. And it's not easy. I was talking to somebody recently and I was telling them how, um, you know, when it comes to how we respond in the earth. You know, because they were talking about how they discipline their children and, and how sometimes they just have moments of outburst where they're just frustrated. And I said, Well, I totally understand. This is a mother I was talking to. And I said, I totally understand. I get it. Um, but one of the ways that it's helped me when it comes now, I don't have children. For those of you who might be like, I, don't, I didn't think she had children. No, I don't have children. I'm not married yet. Um, but through the grace of God, my younger cousins um, were here pretty much like a few months old. And and now they're five, four, and one. But before, before they got to this age, of course, so this is about five years ago, they were here every day consistently for a couple of years until about a few months ago. And because um, they're now they're now in school, their school age now, uh, and so um before they got to school age and entered into school, they were here every day. And so I get it as a parent. There are moments where of frustration where you're trying to teach the kids. We're trying to train the kids. We are trying to get them to learn the ABCs or to eat right or to pray before their meals or to just sit down and, and be still for a moment. I get it. But one of the ways that helped me as I was telling this person uh, who was kind of, you know, weary about how they were disciplining their child, and they were like, oh, sometimes I've had such a bad parent. And I had to say to them, you know, because, and, and they, in this sense, they weren't being a bad parent. They were having a flesh moment of, as we just read, of anger. And so they lashed out at their child in, in an angry, In an angry way, yelling and screaming at their child. And then they had to go and say, like, oh my gosh, why am I yelling at my child? Like, this is so wrong of me, but I was just so angry. And so they were beating themselves up about that, about like, oh, I'm such a bad parent because I yelled at my child. And I said, well, I don't think you're a bad parent for your child. I think you're human and you have to extend grace to yourself. And understand that God still loves you in spite of that. But one of the things that has helped me. And I don't get it perfect all the time. But this is just something that parents out there can start implementing. One of the things that helped me was moments of frustration. Let me walk away. If, if, if you could walk away. Now I know there may be some times where you may not can leave the children. But in, in my case in, in my instance I wasn't alone with the kids. Um, I had my grandmother here with me. So I didn't have to worry about like if I left them I was leaving by themselves. I would just have moments where I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me put the kids in time out and I gotta go walk away. I gotta go cool off and I would go to my prayer classes. I would go to my war room and, and I would close the door like it tells us to do in uh, Matthew 7. I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, the The Sermon on the Mount, which starts from Matthew five to seven, but I'm going to focus today on on Matthew chapter seven, um, and it talks about like how to pray. And so I had to go into my my prayer closet, so to speak, or my war room, and I had to close the door and I had to release that anger, that frustration, in that moment, and pray about it. So then once I prayed about it, once I released my anger and frustration, then I can go with a clearer mind to then how to discipline the, the children without acting in my flesh. Where I'm now showing you discipline and love because I have I have mastered control over my emotions. That's what self-control is. I've controlled my emotions enough so that when I come back, I can come and act, and, excuse me, in fruits of the spirit and not act of the flesh. And so... You know, you can apply that to yourself as well. Like if you feel like you're in a moment and this can apply not just with children, because there's moments that I've had with with adults, (laughs) you know, adults can get on your last nerve. okay? and there have been moments where I've had with adults where I'm like, you know what, I'm very frustrated or irritated in this moment. And I've had to take a step back and leave the room or if I'm on the phone with them, put the phone down, put them on mute and just say a quick silent prayer. And I've done it many times and they still chit-chatting, going on and on, or venting or screaming or howling or whatever they may be doing in that moment. And I've taken my ear pods out and put them down or put them in my hand for a minute and prayed. Or I've put the phone down and put it on mute. Or if they're in my presence, I've walked away. Or if I couldn't get away because maybe we might be in a car or something. I've just like closed my eyes and said a quick silent prayer. Really quick. Now, if you're driving, don't do that. But if you're not driving, you're the passenger. Close your eyes real quick and just say a quick prayer and, and invite the Holy Spirit's peace into your heart in that moment. And then ask the Holy Spirit to guard your tongue so that you do not respond in the way your flesh wants to respond. Because the Spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, as we learn about from Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, So you have to be willing to sacrifice your flesh. I think that's in Matthew chapter 25 is that particular verse. You have to be willing to sacrifice your flesh in that moment and say, you know, this is not the fruit of the spirit and I don't want to act in my flesh. I don't want my clapback spirit to be in my flesh. So let me choose in this moment to say a silent prayer so that I can respond accurately. And then sometimes y'all, no response is a response. Hello, somebody. Jesus taught me that. (laughs) There were times where I wanted to respond and God was saying, no response is a response. And I say, oh, okay. And then he would say to me, "I am your vindicator." So that means that we don't have to sometimes fight every single battle. Some battles we can just sit back and let God handle the light work. And I have seen God do it. So now some of you will be like, "Well, what if God don't respond right away? He may not come when you want him, but He'll be there right on time, okay? Because it's on time, God. Yes, He is. It's a song. Oh, bet the song. Go, go Google it <laughs> if you don't know the song I'm talking about. But you know He." There were times where somebody, maybe in that exact moment, God didn't respond, but I have seen God be my vindicator. I have seen people, you know, say certain things to me and I've had to choose to respond in a a better way. I couldn't respond in my flesh. Why? Because God has grown me up from that. And when God grows you up, you can't keep responding in the way that you once did respond. You have to choose to respond differently. You have to choose to respond in God's in God's grace, in God's spirit, in the way He's telling you to respond, which is not in your flesh. And so, um, so yeah, you could definitely take that little tidbit I just gave y'all on how to res- how to respond when it comes to clapping back. Your clapback spirit has got to be ingrained in Christ Jesus and ingrained in the Holy Spirit, and not in your flesh. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go read. Um, Matthew, actually, you know what? I'm going to give you guys the full armor of God again, and then I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 7. So if you you have your Bibles, you know, put a pen in Matthew chapter 7 and go with me to Ephesians 6. Starting at the 10th verse, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore put on every piece of God's armor. So you will be able to resist the enemy and the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is why it is so important, guys. To make sure that your clapback spirit is ingrained in the fruits of the spirit, is ingrained in God's word, is ingrained in the full armor. The full armor is what I just, you know, read to you in in Ephesians 6. That's the external part, but there's an internal part that needs to have an armor as well. And that's where the Holy Spirit's fruit is at. It's it's in your heart. That's what I just read in uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 through 26 um understanding that no matter how people respond no matter how people clap to you your clap back spirit should be from the holy spirit and so i'm going to read today matthew chapter 7 and there's a a a lot of text to get through here guys so bear with me. I believe God wants me to release this to give you more clarity on how you are meant to respond and understanding why it's important to respond in this way. Why it's important to have a clapback spirit, of the Holy Spirit, because you may be asking that, like, hey, Andrea, why is it so important for my clapback spirit to be aligned with the Holy Spirit and not in the way that culture says or not in the way my flesh wants to? Why is it so important for me to guard my tongue in, in this moment, in this season? Why is it so important for me to. Respond differently to people I'm going to tell you why Through God's words I'm basically going to let the Holy Spirit move Through his own word So that you can get the the clarity And the understanding that you need Of what I'm saying in today's message And so Matthew chapter 7 Starting at the first verse Do not judge others and you will not be judged For you will be treated as you treat others The standard you use in judging Is the standard by which you will be judged And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy says the lord don't throw your pearls to pigs they will trample the pearls then turn and attack you effective prayer keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? The golden rule, do to others whatever you would have or like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. The narrow gate, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves you can identify them by their fruit it is by the way they act can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions true discipleship. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles and good works in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. And I'm going to stop right there. God is saying what I have been teaching this entire message your clapback spirit, not only just what you use in your mouth, but also in the way you move, your actions, needs to be rooted and ingrained in His truth this is why i talked before i read the scripture about the armor of god the internal and external armor of god you have to have the internal of the fruits of the spirit in your heart and in your mind and you have to put on ephesians 6 the full external armor of god so that when the enemy comes to attack you through people that you love because the enemy will use anything to distract you to get your attention to knock you off course to get you irritated or stressed out or frustrated and you have to choose to have to operate in god's truth to have your armor on at all times this is why i talked about before of like make sure that your armor is on at all times i talked about I believe um i talked about before about uh the 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 guards if you look at um the palace in england And you always notice that the guards there guarding Buckingham Palace are always standing on duty. They always have on their full armor. Why? Because even if that particular day, even if a whole year goes by and they're never attacked, even if years go by even and they're never attacked, it's with the understanding that you don't know when an attack is going to come. So you still should have your armor on anyway. Don't be caught with your armor off. Same thing when it comes to clapping back to people. You don't know when somebody's gonna come and irritate you or annoy you or get on your nerves and make you wanna clap back. You don't know when your child's gonna do something that's gonna cause frustration with you and make you wanna clap back. You don't know when your boss is gonna come into the office and say something against you that's gonna make you wanna clap back. You don't know. And so since you don't know when the attack is gonna come, Then your job is to make sure you have the external and internal hardware on the external and the internal armor of God on so that you know how to clap back in that moment. This is why he talks about time and time again throughout his entire word, God does, of you need to study and meditate on the word day and night. Because you don't know when your adversary is going to come and attack you. He's going to come and try to sift you. Your enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So you've got to stay alert at all times. You don't know when the time is. You may think you do. You may think, well, because I had an attack today, because I had an attack in one season, that it doesn't mean that in my next season, an attack won't come. What do they say? New levels, new devils. That means that the higher you go from glory to glory to glory, that means new devils are coming your way new enemies are coming against you and they may not come in the way you think they're going to come they may not be dressed in the way you think they're going to be dressed they may not be packaged in the way you think it's going to be packaged this is why when you have on your full armor of god internal and external then you have discernment from the holy spirit to identify as we just read the fruit to identify a bad fruit from a good fruit so that you know oh okay yeah I just I see you coming and I see you about to make me clap back in one way nope I'm going to use my clap back spirit of the holy spirit and deal with you accordingly but you don't know that if you don't have on your full armor so I know today took a little bit of time I kind of went a roundabout way I had a lot of like I said text to get through that God wanted me to share with you But I believe it's important in this moment In this series and in this season For Jesus people to stand up Rise up and understand The strength and the power that you have No longer do you need to continue being defeated by the enemy You can take a stand Knowing that as you talk about in Revelations 12 That the enemy is defeated And his time is up Not coming up, it is up in the name of Jesus. So you do not have to keep being afraid of the enemy's tactics, of of what he's going to try to do next, of how he's going to attack your finances next. All you have to do is stand and put on your armor. And part of your armor is knowing God's word. That's why I'm talking about study meditate on his word day and night. That is your sword. Being able to know God's word for yourself, know the promises he has so that even when the enemy tries to attack your finances, tries to attack your home, tries to attack your marriage, tries to attack your children, tries to attack your business, tries to attack your health. You can repeat God's word, his promises that are written throughout his entire Bible for yourself because you know it. You've studied it. You've meditated on it day and night. The reason why he says meditate on day and night is the same reason why sometimes you may hear me teach a scripture and I'll repeat it over and over and over again. Repetition is how you learn. This is why you meditate on it day and night. So I pray this message stirs your faith that it gave something to think about, some things to pray on, some things to implement into your life so that you can stand guard and clap back in the right way, in the Holy Spirit, at the enemy's attacks and attempts on your life, on your family, your health, your finances, and onward and onward. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord our God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you shalom, give you his peace. Take care. Bye now.